An entitled old man forces me to get up from the disabled seating, claiming that my knee injury was not good enough of a reason for me to stay where he clearly wants to sit. And I've honestly never been more upset in my life. Here's what happened. So I have a bad knee and we can't figure out what is wrong with it. It's not a big deal because most days it's just a bit achy, but sometimes it gets so bad that I cannot put any weight on it while it's bent. If I do, I will fall or probably make it worse. Those are rare days, but today was one of those days where I was basically limping with a knee brace. Lucky me, am I right? I was in pain, but I really needed to get my medication as well as my mother's medication from the pharmacy. She's just recovering from a major surgery that leaves her shoulder temporarily paralyzed, and I cannot drive yet, so I had to take the bus. The thing is that we live in a very rural village halfway up the mountain. There is no police station. There is literally no chain businesses. Nothing like Walmart or stuff like that. There's a couple of gas stations, but there's not even a doctor's office. They are working on a building with a walk-in clinic and a pharmacy, thank God. But in the meantime, all of those things are a highway away. It's been a blizzard yesterday and the whole night, so the roads and everything is covered in a good blanket of snow. But the weather itself today wasn't as bad. It was just cold. To make everything even worse, the buses only come down to my village once every two hours, and the connecting buses in the main city don't match up. So what would be a 30-minute trip to the farm is now a four-hour outing. So I'm in pain and it's cold. And I know I'm going to be wandering around Walmart aimlessly for at least three hours. But I'm willing to endure it because my mom really needs these meds. And I can't cope well without my own meds either. But it's not all bad because while I'm waiting, I can look for some Pokemon card deals or something like that. So finally, I get my medications and I ended up buying some Pokemon cards for myself. And lo and behold, I was pleasantly surprised when a bus pulls up at the bus stop almost right away. My bus isn't this one, but I heard from my friends that this number has an end destination of my village and just goes the long way around. So I confirmed it with the driver and I got on, thinking I just won the lottery. I knew the route was bumpy, but I would be able to just sit for an hour and just relax until I could get home, check on my mom, and then open up my Pokemon cards. So I got on this bus and I sit down in the front row, which is reserved for physically disabled people. I really hate doing this, but my knee was getting the worst it's ever been been from walking around, and I honestly didn't trust it to take me the few steps to the regular seating. I figured it wouldn't be a big deal, as this bus is usually very empty. Another nice lady in a wheelchair comes in and gets situated, which made me feel a bit uneasy, but I just shrugged it off. These buses are not designed in the best way, as to fit a wheelchair in the proper space they have to flip up a whole section of seating. After a few stops, the bus is actually quite full for some reason, and I felt a bit stupid sitting there with my Pokemon box. But I'm only only about 40 minutes from my village, so it's no big deal. An older gentleman comes onto the bus, and immediately he stares at me. I'm a bit of a meek person, so I avert my eyes immediately. I only look up when he clears his throat. He's glaring right down at me now. I try to subtly stretch my leg with the knee brace out to show him that I'm actually sitting here for a reason without actually engaging with him, because I really hate confrontation. He barely looks at it before he makes eye contact with me again. The old man looks at me and says, Could you move? I look at him and I say, I'm really sorry, but I've been walking around all day. And before I could even continue to explain what's going on with my knee, he chimes in and says, Yeah, yeah, I've been walking all day as well. I think a young woman like you could stand a bit longer. I look at him and I say, I've got a bit of a knee issue. It's pretty bad right now. And right about now, I wanted to shrink up into nothing as I hate having attention and I hate taking up space. He looks at me and says, Look, kid, just move. Wearing a knee brace doesn't mean that you get to take 
take this seat from the elderly like me who need it. I wish I could say that I stood up for myself and that the other passengers backed me up, but really, I just stood up and scurried into the corner by the door to try and shrink away. Thankfully, most of the other people pretended not to notice the exchange, and the old man didn't talk to me again after that. The bumpy ride was absolutely terrible the entire way home. When it comes to the old man, I don't completely fault him because I take the bus often, and when I'm not temporarily disabled, I'm always standing or sitting in the regular seats if I can. Maybe he's seen me do this before, and that's what's fueled his skepticism. I'm not really sure, but either way, it was a painful ride home, and I did end up getting some kind of Pokemon card that I liked, so I guess that's kind of a silver lining. That really sucks that the old man decided that you need to move. It makes me question whether or not there are even seats available that he could have taken, because it sounds like he was being the typical weird entitled person, who just likes to claim everything in front of them as if it's theirs. And that's truly unfair for you. So I'm really sorry that this happened, and hopefully the next time you ride the bus and you have to sit in those seats because of your knee, that guy isn't there to try and ruin the party. And maybe next time, just tell that guy to get lost. I mean, you don't have to move if you don't want to. You yourself know that you need that seat, and he's not about to put his hands on you to try and throw you out of the seat. So hopefully next time you can just ride the bus in peace, and hopefully you never get treated like that ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. I rejected my creepy co-worker, stating to him that I would much rather be friends than go on a date. And now, as a result, he has gotten progressively more weird, creepy, and incredibly rude. And despite reporting him to HR, he still has a job, and he still stalks me and does these really creepy things. And I honestly don't know what to do. So basically, I knew this guy in college. He always liked me, and the most I ever agreed to was to go out to coffee, which didn't even happen. We were okay friends, we spoke there and then, and sometimes we would play video games together. But I let him know that I wasn't interested in a relationship. Anyways, I planned to apply to this job I'm working at a while ago, before I even ended my program. I apply and I find out that this guy works there, which is fine for the most part. I messaged him and I told him that I'm applying, and he said, oh, that's cool. Eventually, I did get hired, and unfortunately, this is when he starts getting weird. He asked me out again and I rejected him, and I said that I would rather just be friends and all that good stuff. He then takes this horrendously. He was so convinced that we were going to be together, despite the fact that he barely knows me. I let him down as nice as I could, I swear. He's now gotten progressively worse. He spam messages me on all my social media, and I can deal with that for the most part. But then he started to add some of my friends on social media just to ask them about me. I said, please don't do that. And he says, oh, so I'm not allowed to make friends? But at the end of the day, he doesn't even know the people that he's adding. He's only adding them so he can get more information about me. He also hacked my team's application at work. Well, not really hacked as he has an administrative access, but he went through all my messages and saw my manager speaking to me about the situation. And that's when he went off. The best part about it is that my manager only knows about the situation because this guy messaged her in a drunk rant about me. He has shown up to my house twice on two separate occasions and honked the horn like a hundred times each at about midnight. On these days, he can honestly probably spam call me about 200 times as well. He rage messaged me on our work teams, stalked me on my other social medias, and I had to block him on pretty much everything. He constantly rants about me on the team's application and complains about me to our manager. She knows he's been stalking me too. And you know what? HR knows as well. And I don't want him to get fired, but I mean, what do I do? I've told them pretty much everything, except him showing up to my house. I'm saving that for if this escalates even further 
further. He keeps making rude comments to me through the day about my work. I ask him to please stop, but he just gets worse. Here's the thing. I don't make any mistakes, but when I do, he literally spams me on my Teams app up until I open the message and makes sure to let me know that I did something wrong and I've only been here like two months. He will literally make verbally aggressive side comments knowing that I can hear him. I've explained to him that we're both adults and this middle school behavior needs to stop, but he just denies doing anything. He literally acts like a child. For example, he messaged me on Friday asking if I was going to the work Christmas party and follows it up with, if you're going, I'm not. I don't want anything to do with you inside or out of work. He deletes all his messages, so it just looks like I'm talking to myself too. It's honestly so unneeded. He will also just spam react to my messages and send the period punctuation over and over until I open his messages. And this is during work hours, mind you. If I don't reply, he has a hissy fit and threatens to talk to one of the managers about me. He will also walk past my desk about 20 times a day. He tries to see what I'm doing and it annoys me so badly. He works at the other side of me and will literally walk all the way around to use the bathroom near me just to try and see what I'm doing. Once, I literally turned around and I saw him moving his head in a way to get a better look at my phone, despite the fact that I was on a lunch break. What more can I do? I'm extremely shy, so it's hard for me to stand up for myself, and he knows this. The verbal comments throughout the day and the spam messages are making me extremely anxious and uncomfortable. What should I do? Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. I'm honestly surprised you have not gotten the police involved. If someone is showing up to my house and basically harassing me outside of work, then that's enough for me to be like, okay, I'm getting the cops involved. I'm going to call the cops and say this guy is harassing me. It's also insane to me that he has not been fired yet. This is the definition of workplace harassment. This guy is going out of his way to bother you and to basically stalk you at work. And the fact that HR hasn't done anything about it is absolutely insane. I mean, are they asking for some kind of lawsuit against them? Because literally this is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to mitigate situations like this because this one especially sounds really creepy. Here's the thing. It starts out with creepy text messages as well as messages at work as well as him basically obsessing over you all the time and then it leads to something a lot more dangerous that can put your life in danger. So if I were you, I would start documenting everything that he's saying and present this to HR every time it happens and I would get the police involved. I would say this guy is harassing me and stalking me and I don't know what to do in this situation and I 
I need help. I would also, if I was in your shoes, probably talk to an attorney. I mean, this is seriously crazy and creepy behavior. And I'm sure you're a nice person and you're shy, but you know what? It's just not worth your safety to try and be nice to this guy. He is a stalker and this behavior is super dangerous. So you can report him to HR again and see if they can do anything about this. But if nothing is done inside the company about this, then getting the police involved and showing them exactly how this guy's acting might be your next best bet. And by the way, you've only worked there for two months. So quitting is definitely always an option. So whatever you decide to do, it's time to take some kind of action because this is seriously scary behavior and it's not something that I would take lightly. This next story is an update to a previous story we covered on the channel. In this story, the father had to deal with his son by the name of Jake who stole the ring of his dead mother and tried to use it to propose to his now ex-girlfriend. Terrible things went down. The ring was eventually returned to the father and Jake separated from his father and said that he would never talk to him again. Here's what the original poster had to say as an update. I was hoping for no more drama or anything of the like, but it just didn't stop. Yes, Jake sold his condo. For how much, I honestly don't know, but he probably made a profit flipping it. And last Saturday, he pretty much just took whatever he could fit into his car and left. As a side note, Jake had been saying he was going to do this for a while, just to try and get away from me, claiming that I basically had ruined his life. From what I know, the last few weeks have been hectic for my son. People all over town know exactly what he did because the gossip train never stopped. At one point, Jake nearly got into a fight with a man at a bar because this guy called him out in front of everyone there. I tried to take the initiative by going to see him one last time. I hoped that maybe we could talk things out and make amends before he left town because at this point, I'd realize his moving away was the best thing he could do for himself. He had already destroyed his own reputation and he's better off starting over somewhere else. But when I got there and knocked on his door, he refused to open it. I tried to say I only wanted to talk and he told me through the door that there was nothing to talk about other than the fact that I ruined his life. There was a bit of a pause where he was only speaking intermittently. Then he suddenly went on a rant about the ring and how I should have just let Sarah keep it. Then went on to say that I should have also offered to help pay for the copy, but it didn't matter anymore. Sarah was confirmed crazy and they are through for good, just like he's through with me and his sister. After he said that, that got me angry and I retorted that what he did was unacceptable. He assaulted his sister while stealing that ring from my house for crying out loud and he's honestly pretty lucky that he didn't get arrested for that and literally everyone who knew what he did was against him. That's the kind of red flag that shows you are in the wrong on a citywide scale. Then I told him to drop the act that he's been putting up for the sake of his pride. I said that I don't know if he rushed things with Sarah because he missed his mother or because he's now at the age that I was when he was born or whatever other reason he could have. But the fact still remains that he knew what he did was wrong and he just won't admit it. And I'm tired of trying to stick up for him. I didn't escalate the situation for anyone. He and Sarah did that themselves. I'm tired of being blamed for his own wrongdoings. That's the sort of thing narcissists and cowards do. His mother and I raised him better than that and he should know that his mother would not have approved of his actions. But she's not here to say it. It doesn't matter who you are. If you steal something that's not yours, you can't then go blaming the person you stole it from for being mad about it and doing whatever they have to do in order to get it back. There was then a silent pause on Jake's end for a few seconds and then he just said, screw you dad. After he said that, I could hear him crying and hitting things inside and that's when I noticed down the hall that one of Jake's neighbors was poking her head out the door and she went back inside the moment I looked at her. So I knew right then and there that this is going to end up back on the 
gossip train. Jake refused to say anything more to me, so I just left. But when I was leaving the building, a police car pulled up right in front of the condo building. Two officers got out of the car and asked my name. When I told them who I was, they said that they had been called by someone in the building saying I was trying to break into their apartment. I said I had an argument with my son through his door, but I didn't once try to force my way in, and I only touched the door to try and knock on it. I told the whole story of what happened, and then pointed out which neighbor had been watching and listening, and that the building had CCTV. One of the officers went up to talk to the neighbor, while the other detained me in handcuffs. He was very polite, and said that the handcuffs were just to make sure, since they don't know who's telling the truth. I said he's just doing his job, and he let me sit on the bench nearby while we waited. The officer who went in the building called on the walkie-talkie after about 10 to 15 minutes of waiting. I'm not sure since I couldn't look at my watch, but he said that the neighbor's story more or less matched up with mine, and there was apparently more than one neighbor who was listening in who corroborated the same story. He then said he was going to talk to the building security and check the CCTV for that hallway. This took a fair bit longer, and again, I couldn't look at my watch. I just sat waiting on a bench near the entrance. But the kind officer pulled up a radio app on his cell phone and let me listen to it for a while to pass the time. The other officer finally came back on the walkie-talkie and told his partner to uncuff me because the CCTV had cleared me. He said that while the audio wasn't great, you could see and hear enough to show that I never once tried to force my way in. I was uncuffed and after the other officer got back, the two of them briefly spoke to each other for a moment. Then, he actually asked me if I was the guy whose son stole his dead mother's ring. I confirmed that I am and I asked him how did they know? They then said that they both heard about it through the grapevine and after hearing my version of events they put two and two together. One of them said he was in the office the day Sarah was arrested. Apparently she was acting like a wild animal and was trying to bite at them and she made several threats stating do you know who my parents are as well as other horrible things. Eventually the officer just told me to go home and that I was probably better off not coming back. I nodded in agreement and I just left. I saw the police go back into the building as I was leaving, most likely to talk to Jake. I know it was him who called the police, because his neighbors messaged me later on social media, saying that the officers gave him a solid chewing out for wasting police time to the point where he was crying again. And I guess they also pointed out the ring incident, and said that what he did was pretty low. I'm not sure how Jake handled that, but it sounds like he heavily embellished what was going on when he called the police. And from the time I first arrived, to when the police got there, he had to have called them right around when we started talking through the door. He's beyond lucky that they didn't arrest him for calling them under false pretenses. I went home and I was comforted by my daughter Amber, and she told me I tried, and it's not my fault Jake has gone bad, but it still hurt. I may have lost my son permanently. I ended up just taking the day off of work and locking myself in the office to play some video games, just to try and unwind. My son left town over the weekend, and I may never see him again, but if I do, I hope he understands that I will always care about him. Yes, he wronged me, but I'm still his father. He could come to my door tomorrow wanting to talk, and I would let him in. I just hope that day doesn't take 10 or 20 years, but rather, I hope it comes sooner. What a terrible situation all the way around. Because you're right, your son literally did this to himself, and he's too prideful to admit that he was in the wrong. And that's really unfortunate, because I really think a lot of his problems could probably be sorted out if he simply said, I'm sorry, and tried to make amends. Instead, he's just doubling down because he's being prideful. And that's not fair for anybody involved, especially when you consider how much damage he caused not only to his family's name, but also to his own reputation. I mean, he basically threw his family under the bus and disowned
disowned his father in a way that's so inappropriate. And it all stems back to this decision to break into this guy's house and steal something that definitely wasn't his. I think if there was better communication involved, this all could have been avoided altogether. But instead, he's basically stuck between a rock and a hard place. And now he has to cut town just to try and have some kind of life again, which really sucks for him. But he did do this to himself. He stole this ring to try and use it to propose to his girlfriend, who most definitely would have taken it and run. And if that happened, that would have been absolutely tragic for everybody in the family. Especially when you consider that this is the original poster's wife's ring. And this ring has been in her family for such a long time. What a waste to have that thrown down the drain. All because of the selfishness of this original poster's son. I mean, honestly, I think moving really would be the best option for him. He definitely ruined his reputation in that town. But even then, people have messed up bigger in other situations. And they're still able to make it work in the town that they live in. But I think the key ingredient here is humility. And it sounds like the original poster's son doesn't have any in his body. So I hope the original poster is able to get through this situation just fine. Because they literally did everything they could to reach out to their son. But it's just unfortunate that they have decided to go in a different direction, despite your best efforts to try and make amends. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.